You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, uh, and happy uh, March 1st to everyone. We're certainly excited to bring you some additional content in another episode of our podcast, and uh, we certainly hope that uh, you're doing well as uh, bull sale season is uh, underway and uh, hot and heavy throughout the country. I know uh, uh, folks have had to endure a lot of uh, different weather and uh, to get through it. And I know those folks of you that are calving right now, it's uh, certainly uh, a challenge in spots, but uh, we needed the moisture in some form or fashion, and it uh, it's starting to come. And so hopefully it continues to uh, bless the parts of the nation where we need it the most. And um, uh, we're onward and upward because it sure seems as uh, you read the sale reports and you talk to the folks that have had these sales, demand is very strong. Uh, interest in Hereford Genetics is really, really good. And uh, I can't tell you how many new folks uh, from the commercial side that are entering these bull sales and buying Hereford Genetics for the first time. And so uh, hopefully we can get a few of those testimonies for you. Uh, throughout uh, the next couple of months and and hear some of those reasons why those commercial cattlemen are coming home to Hereford. Today's segment is titled Producer Focused, and uh, we're going to bring you some of our finest uh, uh, team members here at the American Hereford Association, and you're going to hear directly from them about what's going on in their respective departments and uh, cover some of the new tools and uh, uh, platforms that they have uh, for you as members and also for our guests that access our website and offer different uh, capabilities. And so we're excited about uh, uh, you getting to learn a little bit more about those programs as well as the people behind them. And so uh, we're going to start off uh, with this episode with Mr. Stacy Sanders. And so Stacy's certainly no stranger to the American Hereford Association, been with the association for quite some time now and we'll learn a little bit about his background but uh, uh, he's going to share a little bit about the new MyHerd search tool uh, that's available uh, that's uh, replaced uh, uh, our HerfNet or will replace our HerfNet search engine at some point on down the road and some of the features and capabilities on that Uh, and so Stacy welcome thanks glad to be here so uh, for uh, the listeners, why don't you share a little bit about uh, uh, your background, Stacy, and uh, how you got to the American Hereford Association? Well, I'm uh, originally a Texas Aggie, got my undergraduate degree uh, there, and went on to Colorado State, uh, studied under Dr. Smith and Dr. Brad Morgan in meat science. Went on from there to work at actually the Certified Angus Beef Program for a short while, and then ended up from there back at Red Oak Farms, which was the company that started the production of certified Hereford beef back in the mid-90s. Was there a few years and came on to the American Hereford Association looking to change um, the the flavor of what I did a little bit, uh, less on the meat side and more on uh, genetics and, and those types of things, uh, performance testing. 
as well as support our uh, information technology systems here at the association. So, so that would have been uh, 1999, 98? Started in April of 98. So 98. 25 years here in a couple months. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, I know the dedication that you've uh, supplied uh, to uh, you know our, our information systems and uh, how that's evolved. Uh, of course, uh, you would have went through the transition of whole herd TPR and... Uh, you know, there was a lot of programming to do, and uh, the systems that uh, we have today in large part are, you know, because of you and how you've set that up for members to access and uh, utilize and enter data, you know, has large been kind of your baby, right? Yes. Yep. So that's, uh, you know, it's it's good. You know, my herd, uh, you know, the, the tool that we've used uh, for online uh, – registering cattle real-time registration i should say you know was a, again a, a progressive development uh, that moved away from paper and uh we've we've greatly increased the amount of uh data entry and online work that's happened here at the association give us some of the latest stats on how much work is coming in online so we kind of look at it on a fiscal year basis now because that um the electronic recording or the recording that happens that, that members do has really changed the way we provide customer service in the records department. Uh, and it has a tremendous bearing on the bottom line of the association. An example would be, you know, we've only had a couple of rate increases in the 25 years I've been here for registrations and things like that. So to only have that <clears throat> over that time period you know, we had to cut cost in different places. And then uh, there's my herd has definitely been one of the, the ways that we've been able to accomplish that. So <clears throat> this last fiscal year that ended in August 31 of 2022, we were over 85% of our registrations were done uh, electronically, primarily through my herd. Uh, we do also um, work with a couple of different herd management software companies that have interfaces built that allow us to take data files from their system that members send to us and we can load those up. So those also uh, contribute to that total stat. Uh, With regards to like inventories, performance data, we're upwards of 90% of that submitted uh, electronically. And then a couple things that you can only do in my herd, which are animal transfers, make payments, things like that. Uh, And those have only been items that have been available since we've actually implemented my herd in the fall of 2014 so we've had less time to kind of build the ability to to capture that information electronically but we're upwards of 60 to 65 percent of those types of things coming in electronically what i like about it is that uh, you know you can get on at any point during the day or night or early morning and and do work you know whenever it suits you and, and fits you the best and uh you know um you can enter that information and then uh analyze the calf crop hit that button and uh you're looking at uh, the ratios and information on those animals right away you don't have to wait for a two or three or four day process to see that and uh before you know it the registration paper's coming in the mail so there, there's a lot of flexibility to it, and uh, it's it's allowed us to to really move ahead and allow folks to 
um, utilize the data and information and, and put it to its best use. So you've been working on several different projects, but uh, the one that, uh, you know, just launched here uh, after the first of the year and became available to our, our members is uh, what we call uh, the MyHerd search feature. And so it's it's uh, it's not a MyHerd 2. Um, it is a search feature that is within MyHerd and a platform that uh, was developed Um as you folks know that do searches quite often and look up registration numbers and animals, you see a bull that you like and you say, well, I got to see uh, that performance pedigree behind him. Uh, look at that pedigree. Uh, is the AI permitted? All that information that you do on your search net, uh, search uh, uh, features was uh, on the HerfNet system, and that's still available either through guest access or authorized user. But uh, honestly, it, it was time for a change uh, in, in the fact that, uh, you know, that system was becoming outdated. Uh, the server was definitely outdated, and I'm, I'm sure you folks have dealt with a few of the errors that you would see from time to time um, and the frustrations that I dealt with on the phone uh, would, would echo that, uh, that uh, I think people were ready for something new and wanted something different, and, and here it is. And so the, the biggest thing is, is uh, it does look different. It, it offers a lot of capabilities that we're going to cover here in a little bit. But uh, uh, we're excited to bring this to you. I know, Stacy, you've, you've worked on it, what, a, a couple years here uh, with the, the team at uh, ABRI and, and uh, kind of overhauled their system. And, uh, you know, like a lot of the things that we have, uh, it's customizable to – uh, U.S. Herefords and kind of the systems and and how we we operate business and so just kind of an overview, Stacy, of uh, of the MyHerd search feature. Okay, so we actually uh, released it uh, to MyHerd users back in November of twenty two. They've kind of had access. I don't know that we've had a lot of uptake on that and people trying it out, but. Uh, here just recently in the past couple of weeks, we've retooled the landing page when you click on the EPD search on the Herford.org website, and we put the focus on the new search tools. You can still access HerfNet, authorized user, and all that. If you scroll down to the bottom of that page, you can still get there. We haven't fully retired HerfNet at this point. We don't have a specific date and time at this point, but the plan is to retire that. Uh, once we've given folks a little bit of time to get used to the new tools and, and get familiar with them. Uh, so the guest access is something that's that's new. Uh, that would be for our guests coming in, uh, commercial producers, uh, things like that. If you are a, a member I would, uh, and you are a MyHerd user, I would strongly recommend you <clears throat> log in and not just go in as a guest user because there's a few additional features you're going to have access to uh, compared to a guest user. Uh, so that that's kind of it in a nutshell, and we can talk about some of those other features here in a minute. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, the, the point that you made, um, similar to how you would go on as an authorized user um, today on HerfNet, uh, where you can access more information, you want to take that same approach with the, the new feature, uh, the search feature within MyHerd, and so go ahead and and log into that 
and uh, that's going to access uh, your current calf crop uh, or other calf crops that you want to you want to do searches on. It's going to allow you to access your dam inventory and um, all the information that's that's with that. And then within that set of criteria or those animals within your herd, you can uh, figure out the, the females that uh, you want to improve such and such trade on. And, and just you can search them from 10 ways to Sunday on whatever you want to do. And so it, it allows, instead of pulling that data out of my herd in an Excel spreadsheet and sorting it yourself, that capability is now in the search feature. Uh, for you to do. And so, um, you know, I think right away, you know, one of the things that's uh, a bit different um, with this is just the look and the feel of it. And so, you know, uh, the the details page is not on one home page when you pull up the information and, and you punch in that animal. And so there's a whole toolbar going down the left-hand side of this. Uh, you punch in a registration number and then you can turn on and off the things that you really want to search for. And so there's different categories. Those categories open up, and uh, it's it's really nice and viewable. One of the features that I really like and was kind of one of the initiatives behind this new feature was the list feature, Stacy. And so let's talk about uh, the list feature and what it offers and the capabilities of that. Okay, so animal list would be something that you would have to be logged in as a user to be able to use because we need to, you can save those lists um, and then you can come back to them at any point in time and download information on that list. That was kind of the original intent. Uh, and and so when you think about a search versus, versus a list, a search is something where you put in criteria and it's going to populate a set of results or a list of animals where those all those animals meet the criteria of that search. They all have that in common. A list, on the other hand, is something where you want to keep a set of animals together or identifiable in a, in a list uh, or a set of results, but maybe those animals don't have a lot in common. They don't all meet the same EPD profile or they're not all the same age or they're not the same sex or, or whatever. They can be those things, but maybe they're not. A good example might be like when you're having a cow dispersal cell and you've got varying ages and you've got young calves and open heifers and bred cows and all this. It's just hard to get those to populate in a search. Uh, so you can go and you can do searches for those animals independently and add them to a list, name it however you want. But then you can come back to that list at any point in time. And we actually have incorporated the list feature into the searches. So within that list, you can just not add any other search criteria, but open it in a search and you can see all those animals, or you can go through and filter and find within your list animals that meet certain criteria. So that's kind of a, a couple ways to use it. The other thing that's associated with the animal list uh, especially if they're animals that you've got on a list that are your own. So you've supplied the performance data on them. We view uh, actual weights and adjusted weights and things like that as proprietary to the herd um, because we really don't want people comparing on those. We'd rather them compare on EPDs or, from a phenotypic standpoint, in addition to EPDs at ratios at most because those are the two that can be compared across herds the most. But 
in that list feature, you can go back and you can download up to 112 data points on those animals from a list. Uh, and, and if you've got some animals that are yours and some that you didn't supply the performance data in, you're going to get a column or see all 112 columns for those varying data points. You just might not have it populated for animals you didn't supply on. So it's pretty flexible. Uh, but if they're, say, a, a set of cell bulls you've got in a pen for private treaty, you'll be able to get all 112 data points on those uh, if you supplied the performance data. Yeah. So I, I see a tool like that. You just you bring up a use case um, that's very practical. And I know a lot of folks, uh, you know, it's in bull buying mode for a lot of uh, customers out there. And those of you that are having private treaty sales or making supplement sheets at this point and uh you know your your data your catalogs printed and has been printed for some time you can go in there and and upload uh those animals uh that are in your sale and create a a save list and then at any point when you make a sale or you want to print that supplement sheet you can go in there and and hit it analyze it and uh, you, you've got a you've got a list of animals that you can print off right away, and give to a prospective customer. And so that's a, I think that's a really cool feature in it. Um, you know, the save list feature works really well as how you explained it. Uh, you're looking at a set of bulls to AI too, uh, coming up here uh, in the spring, and you know you want to track them and see what happens, rather than pulling them up each and every time. You can just put. 2023 ai bulls have that list and search them and uh that uh that uh is a is a great feature uh in itself so what what else stacy are are the members going to see uh that's maybe a little bit different so uh talk about it a little bit from two perspectives as a guest user and uh an authenticated user or my herd user uh one of our goals in developing this was to give more access to more information and make that more flexible for both guest users and uh, my herd users. So there used to not be a whole lot of distinction to what you could search for uh, as a HerfNet authenticated user versus a guest user, uh, but there were some herd-specific things you could turn on, like some herd EPD reports and, and things like that you could search within. Uh, that's kind of the same here for guest users of MyHerd and HerfNet, uh, except we've expanded the amount of kind of in-herd things or ways you can search to give you a little more flexibility if you're a user. But just in general, we've added a whole lot more search, searchable criteria for both types of users. So in HerfNet today, as a guest user, you can search on about 33 different fields. Uh, in my herd, you can search on over 50. It's about 53. If you're a user, you can search for uh, 58 different combinations of, of fields. Um, and so the other thing that to compare and contrast HerfNet and my herd, in HerfNet, if you, you couldn't really customize as a guest user what data you saw in search results, you had to be an authenticated user. And there, there was a screen you could go into and you could said exactly what you wanted to turn on and display in results but it you couldn't easily change that in midstream in a search you had to navigate back to that screen and update that and save it and, and move forward in my herd though every search we've 
turn, we've moved how you turn res, things to turn on and off to display in results right into the search form. And so that's available for both guest users and my herd users. Uh, and so that, that really makes it a lot more flexible. So the, the one thing that I've, that I've tried out through the guest access, if I'm shopping for bulls and I'm a commercial guy out there, I can put in a, a radius or a, you know a town, a location, a state, an area. You can refine it um, pretty much as close as you, you want to it. Type in the criteria of the bulls that you're looking for, and uh, it's going to find that information right there for you you just stole my thunder that was one of my use cases i was going to talk about but yeah no but that that is a, a new feature that that we do think has a lot of power for commercial guys if they're looking for a walking uh, bull to use uh, that location-based uh, search is is i think going to be really powerful uh, to talk about another feature for a user is the ability to save a search um, again, as a guest user, you can't do that because we don't necessarily know who you are, and so we don't have any way to, to save that. But if you're a user and you're midstream on a search, you've got a set of results that you really like, uh, and you want to, and it's a really complicated search, or it's a search that you use every week. When a new EPDs come out, you just have the kind of the same criteria to go back and look. Today on HerfNet, you have to start over and re-enter all that. And I don't know how many people I've heard from. They say this week I get you know, 50 bulls and next week I get 58 bulls and I have the same exact criteria and I know some bulls in one versus the other meet those criteria. I'm just not seeing them. And the issue typically is they've just misentered something a little bit different than this week than what they did last week. And so the nice thing about the save searches is you can save that and come back to it next week. Just open that save search and it's got your exact criteria that you had entered last week or whenever you had entered it last and not only the criteria you're searching on, but whatever data points you've got turned on to display in your search, also it remembers that. So I think that'll save folks a lot of time where they're doing routine things over and over for searching. So it's it's definitely wound up, um, as you can tell, and, and you've listened to Stacy kind of talk about uh, uh, some of the new things about it. Um, again, it's got a new look and feel to it. Um, you know, and it's it's something that uh, you know is going to take a little time to adjust to. But uh, the testimonies um, that we've heard from folks uh, have been pretty favorable once they've got into it. And those folks that are uh, you know pretty into uh, the searches and the you know criteria of different things and and want to kind of stay up to date with what's going on, uh, they've they've really enjoyed it. Um, but it does have a, a new look and feel to it, and it's just going to take some time. Um, you know, to kind of evolve to just like everything else. Uh, it just takes a little bit of time and practice utilizing it. And so, uh, we thought it was important here. Uh, you know, it's been in the magazine several times and, uh, uh we released it through, uh, Hereford headlines, but, uh, we're going to do a few webinars, uh, coming up, uh, to give membership, uh, more opportunity to engage, uh, with us. And uh, we're going to show you uh, hands-on some of those features that we covered here today and some additional ones. But uh, I would invite you to uh, our webinars that we're going to host uh, uh, on the MyHerd search feature on March 21st at 7 p.m. March 21st at 7 p.m. 
And then March 22nd, we're going to do um, that same webinar again for those that couldn't make it uh, at noon. So mark your calendars, March 21st at 7 o'clock and March 22nd at noon. And so you'll see more information on how to sign up and RSVP uh, for those two webinars. Stacy, anything else you want to add about uh, the MyHerd search tool? I would just encourage folks that as you're going through and trying the new search tools, if you get stumped, don't hesitate to reach out to our customer service department or Shane or I. Uh, really, you know, we've got a great group of, of folks in customer service, and, and the fact that you guys do a lot of the data entry and the work in my herd has really let them change their role here in the association and truly provide customer service. So they're answering questions that are important to you to help you along. And, and these new search tools is certainly no different uh, or, or very uh, a key point in, in that kind of uh, topic rather than where's my work or where's my, my stuff when you used to mail it in. Those were most of the kind of calls we got. They're actually, you know, they can spend some time and help walk you through some of these things if you're experiencing difficulties in using the search tools or, or whatever it is. So we'd encourage you to, to, to utilize that, you know, rather than get frustrated, just give us a call, shoot us an email, and we'll get back to you and, and get you helped out. Well, congratulations on uh, getting a new uh, tool out there for us to utilize. And uh, I know it's been a lot of work on your part and uh, interaction with that team at ABRI and we'll continue to make it the best uh, that we can folks and so that's our our dedication uh, to you and uh, we want it to to be something that uh, you can utilize and and move your operation forward so thank you Stacy thank you that's certainly exciting the the work that Stacy's done and uh, we want to thank him for uh, coming on the show and explaining that again March 21st at uh, 7 o'clock, tune in to the webinar. Or if you can't make that one, come in uh, at noon on March 22nd and um, work uh, with through it, uh, the new feature, and uh, we'll show you some new ideas on the new MyHerd search feature. Now with us is Mr. Trey Beffert. Uh, again, no stranger to most... Uh, of you out there and our listeners out there trey is a good kansas boy and uh has uh grown up uh, in the state of kansas we'll hear a little bit more about his background here in a little bit but uh trey is the director of commercial programs here at the american herford association and so we certainly appreciate his efforts and uh he wears a lot of hats uh here at the association he uh you know is involved in the certified herford beef program and and carrying some uh, different audits and uh, uh, packer work uh, with those uh, entities that we're involved with. Uh, obviously, the feedlot side of it, he knows really well. Uh, the cow-calf side as well. And so he's a he's a really good fit for uh, uh, commercial programs because they're intertwined in really everything uh, that we do and, and, and should be at the forefront, you know, of, of our, uh, our breeding goals. Um, you know, for a majority of seed stock producers. And so, Trey, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here, Shane. And, um, you know, I've been uh, with the Hereford Association almost 10 years this year. Is that right? It doesn't seem like it uh, has been that long, but 
have definitely enjoyed the the opportunity and and the people that uh, we get to deal with on a daily basis. So um, a little bit about myself. I, I grew up in uh, Pratt, Kansas, not too far from where you grew up, Shane, and yep. and I uh, grew up on a, a farming operation and a, a small commercial cow-calf operation and also uh, took in some wheat pasture cattle, which is common in that part of the country. And, um, you know, throughout my, my childhood was involved with, uh, you know, 4-H and, and those kinds of things, but um, you know, always took uh, an interest in the in the cattle side of things, and and that led me to to pursue a career in it. And um, I got my bachelor's degree at Kansas State University, and and graduated in 2010. And and then from there, spent a little time uh, worked for JBS as a fat cattle buyer, and uh, really uh, had a great experience and, and learned a lot through that. Um, and, and appreciated that opportunity before coming uh, here to Hereford in, in 2013. So um, that's, uh, you know, I, I'd say through all that, it's really helped me to, to get a better understanding of the, of the industry as a whole and, uh, you know, to help me in this role of trying to uh, uh, focus on commercial marketing and, and programs and opportunities. Certainly, and... Uh you know, that cattle buying experience had to be a lot of fun. You were in and out of a lot of different yards and covered a territory that was right in the, the heart of cattle feeding. And, uh, you know, that was right before the the price run that we had. So it would have been interesting to be a part uh, of that on that side. And we're, we're kind of back, uh, you know, deja vu. We're right in the same uh, spot again uh, where folks are pretty optimistic about prices coming forward and i think uh, there's no better time now than uh, to get behind your genetics and the work and diligent work you've put forward on your cattle and uh, help your commercial customers uh, marketing and believe in those genetics and what's behind them so trey you know you've worked hard on a variety of different programs that are built around our genetic evaluation um you know the hereford advantage program um is kind of our feeder calf program. It's not kind of, it is. And it's it's uh, got several different components to it relative to the certified Hereford Beef Index and uh, being beef quality uh, assurance uh, trained and, and qualified. And then uh, we have a, a VAC program uh, that's suggested and on that that those cattle have to meet. And so it's uh, – it's definitely done us some good, I think, and in, in, in your work there. Um, you know, the other two female programs that we would have would be the Maternal Advantage um, and the Premium Red Baldy program. And so those are, again, you know, programs that you've built and helped put together uh, that are centered around genetics. You know, and, um, you know, the white face is dominant, and uh, we, we can tell where a white face uh, bulls been, um, but we don't necessarily know all the genetics behind it, and that's that's why we that's why we built these programs, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I think um, you know you you touched on it uh, the importance uh, of paying attention to genetics, and and you know these these programs highlight just that. You know, I think uh, especially in today's market and, and looking into the next couple years uh you know i think buyers are gonna 
put even more emphasis on on selecting cattle that uh, that are going to be more profitable and and uh, have more performance. And I think these programs really, whether it's females or feeder cattle, I, I think they really help to to highlight those cattle. Yeah, I think the the predictability of it, right? You know, taking out the risk factor and uh, you know just in, in, in mitigating that. Uh, where where buyers can have more confidence, uh, whether it's a uh, it's a commercial cattleman buying bulls to use in their program to to make females to make feeder cattle, or it's the feeder buyer buying calves from them. It all feeds into the same, and so that that added confidence uh, is 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 what we're after, and in, in a way to elevate uh the great product that we have so you know it's interesting i've i've flipped through several catalogs this spring and i i really like how our membership is using these logos these logos are available to use um to add in your sale catalogs under the marketing and resources tab um they've put those on those individual lots of those bulls that would qualify for cattle to uh, be enrolled in these different programs based off of their uh, respective uh, genetic profiles or indexes. And so I think that's a, that's a great awareness. And so um, I think the thing, Trey, you know, that I'd like you to share with our audience is, okay, we've, we've got a, we've got a customer uh, that's bought the right kind of bulls. You know, what, what's the, what's the next step that they have to do with you to get their cattle enrolled in this program and for you to kind of start help marketing them. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my, my favorite part of any of these programs is working with those producers individually. And, um, you know, to start out, uh, it's very simple, regardless of the program that you're enrolling in, uh, we just need to start with collecting that, uh, list of the bull battery registration numbers Um, and from that we'll put together a a little bit of a summary uh, of those the current numbers for those bulls and uh, and and that in itself Shane has been a a really good exercise and as I've continued to work with um, producers for multiple years now uh, they've kind of have started to use that as a, a really good selection tool. They can kind of look and see, you know, hey, you know, maybe I'm a little bit short in this area or that area. I need to focus on the next uh, group of bulls that I'm procuring. Um, they, they've really kind of leaned on that summary to to be updated and to, to use that when they go to, uh, to buy bulls. So, um, you know, once we get that list of bulls, uh, we'll uh, make sure they meet the criteria for whatever program uh, we're looking at enrolling in. Um, and then from there, um, you know, we've got a, a few different tools that, that are available to, to try to help market those cattle, to add a little bit of extra exposure for those uh, cattle, Hereford Advantage cattle in particular, feeder cattle. We've got a growing list of cattle feeders that have shown interest in Hereford Influence feeder cattle, so always happy to pass along any information about those cattle uh, to those uh, prospective buyers. Um, And then we've got uh, um, a number of uh, listing pages and Facebook, a Facebook page that we can also include the cattle on as well. 
Yeah, and all that is available free of charge, correct? That's right, yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, a great opportunity. Um, it doesn't cost you a dime outside of your time to visit with Trey, see if your bulls qualify, get a summary back on them, um, put those cattle on our website, make them available to anybody that would come to our Hereford website and look under Marketplace and uh, see what's available. And uh, there's been a lot of cattle traded off of her website. It's been available. Uh, even if you're going to sell them uh, at uh, a sale barn near close to you and you're, uh, you're two weeks out and uh, you want to add those on, uh, it's a good place. You know, it gets a lot of views. We also send out uh, uh, every Wednesday in Sales Digest, you know, some of this information as well with the upcoming sales, seed stock sales that are going on, but there's also – a link to the commercial page and marketplace uh, where you can look at the markets as well as uh, what cattle are available on the website. And so I'd encourage you, you know, if you've put in the effort to uh, buy these type of genetics, um, you know, and you need a little assistance, um, reach out to Trey. Trey's information's on our website. You can talk, contact him email or by phone uh, or reach out to any of us here in the office. And so great opportunity to, to utilize that uh, for sure so um you know let's let's talk a little bit about trey what you're seeing out there in the industry right now uh relative to the baldy female you know uh you know as we've we've worked on um you know building our genetics and increasing you know that uh hereford bull and its use across the commercial cow herd how do you think uh the response has been relative to the female market and the demand for the baldy female? Well, I, th I think we're uh, at a very bright spot in terms of the Hereford breed, and I think we're, we're in, a, uh, in a great place uh, moving forward as we, as we continue to, um, you know, hopefully to build back this cow herd in the next few years. Uh, I, I think producers have recognized the, the work that our uh, breeders have done to improve genetic quality and and uh, to make these commercial females that are going to fit into a number of environments i think uh, you know I, I would commend the the hereford breeders for the work that they've done to, to get us to that spot and i think there's going to be a lot of demand for for hereford influence females uh, in the next few years um, and I think that kind of ties back into these these programs. You know that I think they're going to be looking for quality females, and, and I think these programs uh, they kind of help to to highlight some of those. Yep. Usually that uh, you know the drought that we've been through, and uh, the folks usually hang on to their best ones the longest they can. You know, and when uh, they have to let go of it all, uh, and they want to build back, they want to build back with quality. And you can see that time and time again as we've gone through these major drought events, um, the commercial industry typically gets better. Uh, you build back with a higher quality animal uh, than maybe what you had before. And uh, we, we can make considerable uh, genetic progress and, and, and upgrades in that. And so I would encourage you to utilize these tools uh, and identifying and helping identify those those type of females that you can add back into your program um you know these female programs uh are growing uh but i'll tell you the truth uh you know folks enjoy keeping them more than they do selling them 
but Trey is your guy. Uh, he knows where they're at, um, the ones that are available for market, and so reach out to him with those needs. Something else you've worked on, Trey, and we, and we see a growing number of these type of sales around the country are these special sales. Okay, and so whether it's a, a feeder sale, and we've had a good run of them here through the fall and uh, now through uh, the winter and spring um, at different locations, but also we're going to be adding some female sales uh, along the way as well. So, you know, tell the listeners what's worked the best and how these uh, how these uh, special sales have really flourished. Yeah, I think, you know, these sales that have been established – um, over the last number of years uh, have really n- no doubt have helped the value of Hereford Influence feeder cattle. And, and they've really helped um, more than just the market that day itself. I think they really helped the, the producers that feed into those sales to uh, improve their quality, their management practices that um, make them, you know, have a product that's more appealing to the buyers. So, um, you know, the there's sales from Kentucky and Tennessee and Illinois, South Dakota. You know, I, I think uh, even though those different locations are in different geographies and things are done different um, in those areas, I think a lot can be taken from um, what they do similarly. And, and I think that's uh, requiring uh, a good health protocol, um, you know, having the cattle – uh, grouped up to where buyers can uh, can make load lots out of them and and those kinds of things really add value to the cattle and that's what these sales have been able to do um, and I think they they set a great example for what can be done you know basically anywhere in the country if there's uh, uh, enough cattle in that area to to get grouped up at one particular time and and try to market those cattle together and add a little bit of value. Um, I, I think that it's definitely worth uh, worth looking into. Um, I was up at Mitchell uh, here in February, and uh, they had a great sale. I think they're on their 36th, 7th, 8th year of doing that sale, and really all it was, and I, and I put a little information on Snapchat about it, and folks uh, reached out and hit me back and said, I wish I had one of these in my area. And I said, well... You know, here it was, uh, 38 years ago, two gentlemen said, okay, we need to work together than, than, than apart. And, uh, they went to their local sale barn and said, this is our idea. And then 38 years later, it didn't take 38 years before it to come a successful sale. What happened in the 38 years is that you have now 4,200 head of Hereford and Hereford influence cattle and it has a reputation behind it. Uh, it's it's good for the sale barn. It's good for the producers. It's good for their commercial cattlemen uh, that buy bulls from them. And it was just a great display of what can happen uh, if some minds get together. And, you know, we're right in the middle of it. We're glad to help. We're glad to assist uh, in that and uh, cheer everybody on kind of through that process. And so... You know, if you're if you're sitting around and you're kind of thinking, hey, you know, we've got a really good auction barn. You know, there's there's enough cattle in this area uh, that we could pull together and do that. Let's talk. Reach out to Trey, uh, hit him up about that because we want to continue to grow those opportunities 
uh, for producers and, and, and build this together. And if you say, okay, uh, instead of a feeder calf cell, I think we could have one hell of a good female cell sometime in the fall or, uh, you know, late, uh, late summer in there, um, depending on fall and spring calving, we could put together something that would just knock their socks off. So again, Trey's your guy, reach out to him. If you have some ideas on a location where you'd want to add that. Um, one other kind of thing that you're in, you've, you've kind of, you're, uh, you're mentoring and you're involved in, uh, we added a new feeder cattle, uh, representative out on the West coast and the Northwest, Jake Drost. If you haven't had an opportunity to meet Jake, I'd encourage you to, uh, reach out to him. Uh, he covers that Northwest territory. Uh, he's from Oregon, but Trey, you're, you're, uh, kind of his mentor and uh we're we're excited about being able to kind of uh offer you know his capabilities uh if you do have a set of cattle uh that you want to market and and get placed somewhere yeah it's uh i've sure enjoyed working with jake um you know he's a a great ambitious young man that uh that's very knowledgeable about the industry and and uh, is always happy to talk to anybody uh, that has interest in, in marketing feeder cattle, um, you know, sure, reach out to myself or Jake, and uh, and we'd be glad to help as much as we possibly can. Certainly. So, um, you know, one thing we, we haven't covered yet, Trey, and it's, it's right upon us, uh, April 15th, we're going to have the uh, Hereford Feed Out and Shoot Out Field Day, HRC Feed Yards, you know, that is something that, uh, you know, has been built here over the time here in the last five years. Uh, it's really elevated to a way that folks uh, can uh, send their cattle right into feed yard. Uh, and the biggest thing that I think is uh, important about it is getting the real data, getting the hard carcass data uh, out of those cattle, getting the performance and, and gain information on your genetics where you can take that back and share with your customers to build into your sale and your platforms and how you market your other genetics. And so April 15th, Trey, what's going to happen at HRC? Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. This would be, a, I guess, our third year of having a field day um, out there in Scott City. And um, it's, always, it's a great opportunity for folks that are participating in these programs to uh, come see firsthand uh, a little bit about the cattle feeding industry. Uh, we've got some uh, some carcass focused workshops, kind of hands on stuff uh, planned for in the morning, and some good uh, market analysis with cattle facts. A little bit of an outlook from them, and um, and then we'll have have uh, afternoon to go and and. Uh, view their cattle on feed you know they've sent them in mid-december and they haven't seen them since so they're going to be anxious to see their cattle and how they've uh, transformed over the last few months Um, and then we'll have a little bit of bit of uh, evaluation contest that uh, you're going to be involved with shane and uh, just uh, a great opportunity to for folks to come and, and see a segment of the industry that they might not get to experience on a regular basis and and you and you don't have to have cattle in the program to come right so you you can if you just want to come to learn about it and see what's going on to maybe bring cattle next year come one come all 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a, that's the exciting thing about it is, you know, we're, we encourage anybody that, uh, uh, that wants to learn about this side of the industry and, and more about their cattle, um, you know, we're always happy to have any of them. So, again, April 15th in Scott City, America, HRC Feed Yards. It's going to be a jam-packed day full of activities. Um, it's going to be a great program. I'd encourage you to get signed up for that and make your way west. Come check out the feed yard, see how your cattle are doing. And, again, if you're uh, kind of on the fence about it, I would tell you just to do it. Load up, make a trip, stop off somewhere, see some genetics, see some herfer producers you haven't seen, you've always wanted to go to their place, and then take in this program. Folks, we're going to keep growing this. Uh, we're over 1,400 head now. And uh, we're going to keep making it bigger and better each and every year um, because the, the data is important. Learning more about your genetics is important so you can better inform your customer base uh, with the tools that they need to be using and really your own programs. And so I'd encourage you to take a part of that. Trey, any closing comments from the Director of Commercial Programs? No, I, I again appreciate the opportunity to come visit this morning. Um, I would just encourage and challenge uh, any of the listeners and our, our Hereford breeders out there to um, to to really take a look at these programs. And uh, I think now's the time to uh, to put the foot on the gas. So we've got a, a great spot in the industry, a great outlook on on the future of the breed. And I think these. Uh, these kind of programs and the customer service opportunities that you have with them um, are, are really good to take a look at. So appreciate you bet. It. Yep. So for more information, uh, hit our website. Um, all the programs that we've uh, kind of highlighted are on our website. Again, those marketing uh, pages are there uh, that you can add into your your marketing pieces. And so we look forward to working with you. Our last guest uh, part of this episode is uh, Mr. Joe Rickabaugh, another Kansas State graduate uh, working here in the office. And so, uh, again, uh, like our two guests that we've had on, uh, Joe's certainly no stranger to uh, the folks uh, in the business and the breed, uh, has, has been with the, the association now for a good time and uh, put in a lot of hours and miles and travel. Um, working with our breeders across the country. So we, we thought it'd be good to kind of wrap up this episode uh, with Mr. Joe Rickabaugh, the Director of Seed Stock uh, Marketing. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shane. And, and I can't say that I, I witnessed a spring that's any more exciting than what we're going through right now. I mean, I've been to several sales. Start back in January with the national sales, both at Oklahoma City as well as Denver and the enthusiasm and it has not slowed down. I mean the bull sales uh, have been just tremendous and it's been heartwarming warming because there's been some sales that have taken some major steps up as far as averaging and the acceptability of their product and their breeding programs and that's what's fun. I mean that's what's fun in this business is is uh, those those sales that have been so good. And I, I use an example of sale I was at just this past week, uh, Russ Tagmar, Birchard, Oak, Birchard uh, Nebraska, had the best sale he ever had in 63 years. Wow. And he was just elated, wow. and you could just see the pride from that 
from that gentleman and, and uh, couldn't be more proud. And, and that's just one little snippet. I mean, that's there's a lot of people enjoying that success in the right now, and that's what's fun. That's what makes it great for I mean, you know the breeders and and the buyers as well as the staff to see those kinds of success stories. And there's a lot of them out there this spring, and I think we'll see even more of them. Mm-hmm. Joe, as you as you've traveled and uh, I mean what. If you said what what is the common denominator right now that's that's adding to this, c- could you put your put your finger on one one thing? Well, I, I think it goes to the point that uh, people are becoming more accepting all the time of utilizing Hereford genetics in crossbred programs, uh, whether it be a, a black cow herd or whether it be a red cow herd, or you go further south, the tiger stripes. People are seeing the benefits that the Hereford breeders have been putting together in their genetic programs, in their Hereford programs, and making available to the pure, to the commercial producers out there. There's just so many benefits. You know, we can talk docility, and we can talk uh, we can talk uh, just the way the cattle work out on the range. And it doesn't matter what range you're in. You know, whether it be the humid south or up in the mountains where it's there's a lot of snow right now and things like that. People are recognizing that. Also, I think uh, Kevin Mernon, one of our field staff, related a really cool story. There was a gentleman that had that had. Uh, utilized uh, black genetics for 40 some years and and he bought his first he bought his first hereford bull uh, at bum garden sale and gave quite a bit of money for him Mm. he says you know i'm tired of getting beat at the sale barn by the black baldies i'm going to fix that is that right wow (laughs) you know so that those kinds of comments and people recognizing that across the country seeing what the white face on on a program can do uh heterosis uh and and enough breeders uh, plenty of breeders have focused on the carcass traits in this breed as well and we're seeing that come to the forefront too so mm-hmm. and then you talk about the the baldy female whether it be a tiger or whether it be a red baldy or a black baldy it's hard to argue a better commercial cow out there and people are recognizing that yeah. too well, that uh, says a lot coming from a guy like you, Joe. I mean, you've you've been with the association how many years? I mean, you've you've traveled the circuit here uh, for us. So what? I mean, it's it's over twenty, and I I can't tell you exactly. It's it's it's, it's been fun, and and yeah. and and I don't count the years. I just uh, enjoy the fun times and the and the great great grassroots breeders that we have in this. Mm-hmm. The dedication that they show that's 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 a driving force. Yeah. So as um, director of seed stock marketing, Joe, you've got your hand in a little bit of everything here at the association. And, uh, you know, you, you wear a lot of hats for us, uh, whether it's a covering sales, ring and sales. Uh, but uh, it comes down to the marketing piece of it. And, uh, you know, you head up uh, our team here in the office that uh, would not only cover the Hereford world and all the business that it pertains to relative to ads and editorial and constantly working with printers and advertisers and, and all that good stuff. And, you know, the, the team that we have in the office, but uh, let's talk about some of the things that uh, we offer here at the association beyond the Hereford world that kind of goes with 
you know, some of the marketing opportunities there. You bet, Shane. You know, it, 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 several years ago, it was just a matter of you putting an ad in the Hereford World and then you uh, running a sale catalog and, and uh, fine and done and done, fine and, and done with your uh, marketing program. But now with social media entering in, direct marketing, uh, we offer those services too. You know, uh, uh, you talk about digital marketing. Uh, Allison Marks does a terrific job with that. And where we can uh, target people and target areas uh, that drives those people, once they see that on a Facebook uh, post, that drives those people to where your sale catalog is or where more information can be obtained. And that has really, really been a good, uh, a good economical choice for a lot of our people. We're including that into some packages. And, again, it, it can be from anywhere from a smaller breeder to a larger breeder that can utilize this on a, on a really, really cheap way to do it and really find some people. You know, this past year, unfortunately, we've had quite a bit of drought. Mm-hmm. throughout the country and and uh, Allison has focused with several people on areas that might have been a little more blessed with moisture and's got some grass and they've reached out and targeted with that digital program those areas and the calls that have been generated back to the breeder that's been the success and and they've been able to move some cattle into the areas because they have the resources to take those cattle on and so you you look at that and you find that each and every year, depending on the environment, that digital marketing program has a lot of reach, and it can you can target it and and find new customers. That's the neat the neat thing about it. Yeah, hone in on uh, folks needing those genetics, and uh, you know most of the time it is you know the neighbors and that clientele that you've built up you know within a couple hundred miles, but uh, you never know. If you don't uh, get out there and share your story and share your brand and share what you can do, what the doors can open. And so that uh, th- this, I think, is a game changer that uh, your team is now doing here at the association, and it uh, it really builds on what the platforms uh, that you have. And so um, uh, from the sale catalogs, you know, you guys design several of those every each and every uh, sale season. I know uh, there's there's months in here that uh, the the team puts in a lot of hours getting those done, and uh, they do a wonderful job on those. If um, somebody wants to kind of put a save a day card out there, or uh, you know, a, a short kind of snap it to kind of water the mouse a little bit prior to that sale catalog, what what can they do? Well. Yeah, the last several years, uh, direct marketing, direct mailing has been a very key word in in people's programs. And with the cost of postage, let's be let's just be straight up. It's it's getting more costly. And so, if they can direct market and find out people who really want their catalog, it saves a bunch of postage if they're not mailing a bunch of catalogs and they never get used. So you do that with a like a postcard, a direct mail postcard. Save the date. Maybe picture an animal or two that's in your sale. Call for more information. If you want a catalog, uh, contact me, email, you know, telephone, whatever it may be. Uh, Not only a postcard, but some folks are looking at doing trifolds as well. And, again, that's that's an economic uh, opportunity for them to utilize and maybe not put as much money in a a huge catalog. And then, uh, you know, there's different ways to skin a cat. And, and this people are learning out 
learning now how to use direct marketing pieces. And I, I may also jump on that catalog a little bit too. We now offer what we call Herefords On Demand in our catalogs, and that is we put it up in a digital form on the HA website. Those people can then go and look at that. And the cool thing about the HOD catalog is the EPDs are updated weekly. So if you punch on that catalog, those EPDs are, are seven days or younger, if you will. So if you're going into a sale, and it, there are some changes. You know, we don't like drastic changes, but there are some changes, whether you're looking for a herd bull or donor cow or whatever it may be. You can look up, you know, a couple of days before the sale and find out exactly where that EPD stands. Not only that, we have searchability in the HOD. If you're looking, if you have a certain EPD criteria that you're wanting to, to match up and utilize in your program, you can search that catalog or you can search across all the catalogs that we have that are in the HOD format on our website. And people are utilizing that more and more all the time. Uh, we had a breeder out of South Carolina reach out and bought a bull out of Nevada just because they found them on HOD and it fit their EPD criteria. Yeah. So that's that's what's really neat about the uh, HOD. And, and I think if I, if I can say there's one piece that's being underutilized, it's, it's probably the HOD catalog. It do, you don't have to have a sale to utilize an HOD. Some people are utilizing it in a private treaty form. Mm-hmm. And, and, and another, uh, we have one client right now particularly, they've, they had like 40, 50 bulls. And each time they sell a bull, we mark it off on the HOD format so people know what bulls are still available. That does two things. It keeps them up to date, but also it may encourage people to get with it or they're not going to get their bull bought that they want out of that deal. Sure. <clears throat> you know, one thing, Joe, that um, I, I think is, uh, uh, you know, where, where are you going to go look for her for genetics? Most people, if they don't know a breeder yet, they're probably going to Google the American Hereford Association. And so why not have your catalog listed on our website? You know, I've never quite figured that out. And we have a bunch of them that are up there and why not make it easy for them to have it searchable on HOD, you know? And so it's a, it's a really huge opportunity to take advantage of that. That was one thing we didn't realize when we updated the genetic valuation and went from uh, monthly runs to weekly runs, kind of what kind of a process that was going to cause or a backup because you know, your folks here in, in internally with the team here in HPI, they're building these catalogs six weeks out, you know, and you just think about the natural progression of getting yearling weights in, getting scan data in, uh, last-minute genomics. Uh, that Those up, those numbers are going to update. Uh, they're they're going to change. And so uh, having that real information up, updated information is, is really, really valuable and you gave a, gave a great testimonial to, you know, again, across the country, you know, somebody found a bull that they really liked and, and wanted because it was it was right there on the page. So um, one other thing I've, I've heard you talk about before that's I don't know. Some people know it's out there. I think some people do uh, the ride along catalogs that uh, you bundle with the Hereford World that goes out, you know, 11 times a year and what that's kind of been able to do as far as a reach. Joe, maybe speak to that a little bit. 
it's it's an option uh, for a lot of people, and, and as this postage goes up, it's way more economical, more all the time. And, and I, I tell people that if you want to do a ride-along catalog, most of the time people will do 2,000, 2,500 catalogs in their print run, okay? We can put a ride-along catalog with the Hereford World and ride along with that in a poly bag, and it'll go out to 5,800 people. And the difference in cost is going to be somewhere between three and $5,000 between those two options. Now, you put that on a, on a sale day basis. I will guarantee you, and it's, it's been proven, all the people that have, have done ride-along catalogs, and it started with uh, Mr. Charlie Boyd. He, he got our first ride-along catalog, and he said, Joe, I found somebody in Texas that I had never found any way else, they jumped on a plane and come, and they bought two lots at my sale. Yeah, That happens all the time, and I, I'll be glad to visit with people and give you references. Everybody that's done a ride-along catalog, go talk to them, and, and they will, to the person, say, we found two or three people that we would have never found anywhere else. The other advantage is a ride-along catalog is if you if somebody calls you up and wants to talk to you about your sale, if they're a Hereford World subscriber, they've got the catalog in hand. You don't waste a week sending them a catalog and then calling them back up. Great point. You can start doing business right then that yeah. evening or that day whenever they call because they got the catalog in hand. They're ready to do business, and that's the time to do it. Yeah. Well, a lot of things here to offer here at the association um you know joe with your crew so i mean we we covered a lot of ground here between different ways that uh, can enhance your marketing that you're you're already doing uh whether that be on social media or, or different you know advertising forms that uh, that you utilize but again i can't stress enough if a new user is looking for her for genetics they're probably coming to the website you know and so you want to get the team engaged here that knows the most about what's going on with her for genetics knows the most platforms and avenues that can reach them. And it's, it's what I like about what you've said here. It's customizable to the operator. It's customizable to your budget. It's customizable to what you want to do. And so, you know, I would encourage you to reach out to Joe, um, or Joe, tell us maybe what, what's the best way if I want to do some digital advertising i want to do a postcard and then maybe i just need to talk to somebody about a sale catalog that's kind of what i'm looking at who should they contact i would say your first contact would be work with your regional field staff person uh we've got a good young team out there that's going at it and they uh you know you can utilize them right off the bat and say hey what's available and a lot of times then they'll gather the information and come to our crew here in the office, Karen or, or Bailey or Allison, and, and visit with them what they want. And, you know, we do a, we do a tremendous amount of bids every, every month uh, for different projects. And, and so we can form up a, a pretty good proposal for the different people. Also might add in, too, that we have the flexibility that r can help you build a mailing list. We've got seven different mailing lists that a, that a person can utilize, part of them, all of them, whatever it may be, along with merging or marrying up with their mailing list and develop them a really good mailing list, whether they're doing a postcard or whether they're doing a, a flyer or a trifold or a sale catalog. 
we can assist them with that. And we can do a radius search uh, uh, around certain parts of the country, their own area, or if they want to reach out and do a radius search somewhere else. We can give you a pretty fast uh, summary of how many people you would reach, and then we can boil it down from there exactly what will work for what project you have. But that's another advantage that uh, uh, we have here at the association is developing uh, mailing lists for our producers for the benefit of the producers to reach those people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I certainly appreciate you being on, Joe. Um, you know, uh, again, thank you to all your miles and travel and uh, getting out there. I know uh, um, it's – you love it or you wouldn't be doing it now 22 years in the business here at, at uh, the American Hereford Association. And so appreciate you out there and uh, serving our membership and, and really serving them well. Thank you, Shane. It, it just all boils down to the great set of breeders that we got. It, it's fun. It's it's in energetic. It's 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 it drives you to, to work for those people because they're in it day in, day out. They're mm-hmm. grassroots people. And that's what it's all about. And if we can assist with our marketing program here at HPI, whether it be through Hereford World or Creative Services, we're glad to do it, and, and we try to do the very best job we can for them. Thank you, sir. And so with that, um, that'll bring this episode to a close. Uh, again, uh, we, we look forward to uh, additional episodes here coming uh, right away. Uh, uh, Mr. Douglas Olson is going to be on and, and join us. Um, here on our next uh, podcast to talk about the National Reference Sire Program and some updates uh, that we have with that. So, uh, again, as always, uh, appreciate the feedback and the time uh, that you take out of your, your days while you're traveling or busy doing other work to, to listen in to our podcast. With that, we're signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit Hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today. <laughs>